Welcome to a brand new edition of Yuans. I'm Omar Moore. Watford sink the Canaries at the Vic on Saturday night. A special night for Watford as they dispatch of Norwich City by a score of two goals to one on a night where they paid tribute to their greatest captain, Keith Eddy, who passed away earlier this week. Watford get back into the win column, their first win under Slavin Bilic at the Vic. Are we talking about this game on this episode of Welcome back to a brand new edition of Yuans. I'm Omar Moore. Watford crack the Canaries at the Vic. Watford 2 and Norwich City 1. An important win for Watford as they get back to winning ways and give Slavin Bilic his first win at Vicarage Road as Watford gaffer. Ending a two-game losing streak in the championship. Watford had to win this game against Norwich on Saturday night. It was a Saturday night under the lights special at the Vic. And homage was being paid before the start of this match to Keith Eddy, Watford's captain in the 1960s, their most legendary captain, actually, enduring captain, at least, before Troy Deeney. I think that Keith Eddy had a special significance at Watford. And he was somebody who passed away, sadly, earlier last week. And he was a member of the Watford family, the beloved member of the family and someone who will never be forgotten at Watford. And so there was a minute's silence for him before the match began. Watford players wearing black armbands and they went out and won this game for Keith Eddy and his family. And they did it well, did Watford in the first half of the game. And the starting lineup for Watford was one of those lineups where you could understand because of the injury situation that Watford were in uh, real difficulty in terms of the types of players that they would have. They missed out with a load of injuries here, still a lot of injuries, but Daniel Batman started, Chowdhury started, Truce de Kong came back into the lineup in defense, Loser came in as the midfielder, Keenan Davis starting, Ken Semmer, he was in this game, he moved to the right side of the pitch, I thought that was very important. And Camera uh, on his customary left side. Cathcart as captain returning after injury. Dan Gosling playing in that back four as well. Certainly not something he's accustomed to. And then he starts for the first time this season, Gosling, because of all the injuries. Aspria gets the start and Saw gets the start as well. So that was your starting lineup against Norwich City. A Norwich City side that had lost its last game. A 3-2 home defeat to Preston North End. And the Norwich side that could have gone top had they won this game at the Vic on Saturday and would have gone top with the win. Now, Watford were in dire straits in need of a win. They hadn't won since two weeks ago against Stoke City when they played their best football of the season and put together their only performance this season where they played well in both halves. 
That was uh, two weeks ago. They lost the intervening two matches in the championship, consecutive defeats for Watford for the first time this season in the championship, losing to Swansea and then losing a few days later the Blackpool away from home. That Blackpool loss was a really poor performance from Watford in the second half. And they were under the cosh, Watford. They needed to win this game. They were under a lot of pressure, I should say. They needed to win this game against Norwich. And they did that. They did that. They played a lot better to start the first half of the game. I thought that the balance for Watford was a lot better. They were out the traps very, very quickly in this game, trying to go on the front foot from the off in this match, which is what I said they had to do in the Friday Focus that I did on the Yawns WFC YouTube channel. Please don't forget to subscribe to that Yawns WFC YouTube channel. On the Friday Focus, I was saying that it was essential for Watford to get off to a good start and score first, which is exactly what they did in the 18th minute Watford got their first goal. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but it was in the 13th minute where Watford could have got on the board even earlier when there was a trip in the penalty box of Ismail Assar, who, as I said, started on the left side, was very impactful in the first half of the game, made a real difference with his start on the left. Um, if you remember against Blackpool, Blackpool defenders overloaded that right side of the pitch on Ismail Assar and he was neutralized. That's how you get Ismail Assar neutralized and disinterested in the game, by overshifting, overstacking that defense and then daring uh, the other players on the other side of the pitch to come and break you down, if not go through the middle against you. And Ismail Assar was neutralized completely in the game against Blackpool in the second half. Slavin Bilic made a very good tactical decision for me as far as I'm concerned when he tweaked the switch of that position for Saar when he went from right to left. And I think that what you got from Saar was a very valuable contribution, especially in the first half. He was lively, he was interested, he was running up defences. He was the one who got the assist on the first goal of this match, the assist for one Imran loser who missed the penalty in the 13th minute. I'll talk about that. And then made up for it just five minutes later when Ismail Asar crossed the ball to the back post and there was Imran loser to bang the ball home, knock it home and make it 1-0 Watford. Watford doubled their lead and they continued to push for a second to their credit and they never give up on it. And they got their just rewards on the 31st minute as Keenan Davis got his second goal in the last few games, he uh, made it two goals to nil, his third of the season overall. As Watford were coasting and looking for a third goal, they should have had one just minutes later through Keenan Davis. He wasn't able to um, push the ball home as he had done just a few minutes earlier. And so it stayed at 2-0 right up until the halftime mark when Josh Sargent, the City player for Norwich who scored twice at the Vic in January on Graham Taylor night, Scored again here, shot through the legs, between the legs of Dan Gosling, past Daniel Batman's far uh, closest post, near post. I thought that Daniel Batman could have done better, but the ball was by him in a flash. Norwich got on the board. Now, at that point, I thought that the game was entirely in the balance. That was a momentum gainer for Norwich. But I want to go back to this penalty that Imran Loser took in the 13th minute. It was not a good penalty kick. I think he struck it pretty hard, but he telegraphed where he was going to put it. And that made it a relatively comfortable save for Angus Gunn, even though he had to save it and still do that. I think it was a very comfortable save for him as um, 
loser missed the penalty. Now, he made up for it five minutes later, as I said. But I think Watford must get a permanent penalty taker. It was Troy Deeney when he was at Watford. It must be Keenan Davis now for however long he's going to be here at Watford. Make him the designated penalty taker, regardless of whomever else is begging for penalties. Make him your penalty taker. I thought that he was very good with his goal, took it very well, and he waited a few moments and calmly composed himself. And then he struck the ball, lashed it past Angus Gunn to give Watford that 2-0 lead. And when Josh Sargent scored right at the end of the half, it was the only real lapse in the game for Watford. I mean, Josh Sargent deserved this goal, and it was certainly a good piece of play from Keenan Dowell, who I thought was the outstanding Norwich player in the game. But when you don't close out a half, it can be a problem. And it certainly was for Watford in the second half of the game. Norwich made a few tweaks tactically, and it made a difference because they continued to enjoy possession. And even though they had some spells in the first half where they were they amassed something like nine corners, Norwich begin, began to turn the screws in the second half. And what Watford did not do very well was close down the spaces that Norwich were operating in. Watford did not um, do that very well. I think the other thing that Watford didn't do well is make it very uncomfortable for Norwich. And they allowed Norwich to have a lot of time on the ball to orchestrate passes. And I thought that what Watford should have done better is disrupt Norwich's rhythm, disrupt their game plan and make sure that Norwich didn't have very much time on the ball at all. Make it as quick as possible and uh, intimidate Norwich into into giving up the ball much quicker than they want to. Watford did not do that. I don't know if that was Billich's strategy not to. Obviously, you can't do it all night long. But certainly, I thought that you should have done it there, Watford. But Watford didn't do it. And Watford, as that as a result... Um, we're really holding on for dear life in a lot of that second half until João Pedro came on. I thought that was a very important substitution. And I also thought a very important substitution for Norwich was the taking off of Dean, excuse me, of uh, Keenan, uh, Kieran Howell, who I thought, again, as I say, was outstanding in that game. Um, I think that he should have been gone from the game. Uh, and I was very happy that he was. But I think Norwich fans will look at that very differently as a big, big substitution by Dean Smith. And I think that really turned the tables along with Jao Pedro coming on because he began to redress the balance. He he was someone who enabled Watford to stick and hold on to pressure, excuse me, hold on to possession a lot longer than they had. So that was very important, even though they still weren't holding on to possession as long as I would have liked. But I do think Jao Pedro coming on helped. And certainly redressed the balance. The substitutions by Slavin Bilic I thought were very effective. Kalu came on late. But uh, I think the substitutions worked very well. And I think that Watford were well deserving of this win. There were several saves that Daniel Batman had to make. Watford, um, their defence was much tighter. Much more organised and structured. And considering that Dan Gosling had not played in that back four I thought he was really good in a big moment late in the game when Norwich City players were bearing down on goal. Josh Sargent in particular was that player. And uh, it was really up to Dan Gosling to track back and run all the way back 
and try to move Josh Sargent away from direct on goal because he was direct in on goal against Backman. And if it wasn't for Dan Gosling pushing, or should I say steering, um, the Norwich City striker, Sargent, to the right-hand side and then tackling him without incident, we could have had a very different story on our hands after this match. But as it stood... It was a very big defensive play by Dan Gosling, one of the players of the game, if not the player of the game. And as a result, Watford hold on. Their game management was very good in this in this one. Really liked what they were doing. I liked how they were doing it. And I thought their discipline was very good when it really, really counted. So that is the Watford result. Watford uh, held uh, Norwich City to no shots on target in the second half. That's how good Watford's defense was. I thought that Espria was very good in this game. Really liked how lively he was. I liked what what was contributed by other players. Imran Loser, probably a man of the match, although I would have picked Saar. Saar, for the most part, in the first half was very good. Second half, not quite as much, but he did have opportunities to score. He didn't take them sufficiently. But the bottom line is, is that Watford get out of Vicarage Road with three points, which is what they needed to have. Now they are in mid-table in 20, in, excuse me, 20 points in 10th place. And very important game coming up on Wednesday against Millwall at South London in Bermondsey. Very important game. But above all, what you wanted from this Watford side was an answer after the horrible second half against Blackpool. You wanted an aggressive Watford, which you got in the end. A Watford side that came to fight. A Watford side that played for each other. I liked Saar tracking back. He did a good job with that. And I thought overall, Watford deserved this win. And Norwich City, who had a number of opportunities in the second in the first half and with a number of corners and they they were certainly a team that has the all the credentials to get back into the Premier League they just weren't quite up to it in key moments i thought Timo Puki Timo Puki was very poor in this game but the danger men were Josh Sargent and Kieran um as i said earlier um who Kieran Dowell who i thought was very good so that's really where I stand on this, as far as Watford are concerned, they get a very important win. They're on 20 points now in 10th place. They're just five points off the top of the table. And they really started very low on the table before the start of this game. So this was a very big win for Watford. So a summary really here about Watford's play in this match tonight. I thought Watford were much more of a team that had a game plan and a strategy. Watford created a lot more chances for themselves. And what you really need to do in these games is to create more opportunities to score. And one thing that Watford have not done a lot of at Vicarage Road this season, really in any venue that they've played in this season, is create enough opportunities. And the way you do that is to put yourself about the pitch and be able to have some good link-up play and to have some players who are going to overlap 
some players who are going to make runs, players who are going to create spaces to run into, players who are going to work for each other. This is how you create more scoring opportunities, by doing all of these things in order to make sure that the team that you're playing is under pressure. You cannot allow for any kind of play that ends up just disappearing into nothing. You have to keep working for each other. And what I thought that you saw tonight was a team working for each other, especially in that first half. Watford players were working for each other, were providing overlapping runs, were constantly moving, were making themselves available off the run and supplying the pass, supplying the um, space for other players to run into to receive the ball. I, I thought that there was a good cohesion to Watford in the first half particularly, and that's the half in which they scored both of their goals. It's the first time this season that Watford have scored two goals at home in the first half of a game. They had not done that the entire season. So this, so far at least, and this is the first time that that happened. So I think that Watford, if they can continue to use the kind of space on the pitch when they are in possession that they did against Norwich City tonight, I think that they can be in good stead. Now, I've said this several times, I thought it wouldn't be until the middle of October until you started to see Watford play better football. Well, in this game, and it was the middle of October when the game got played on October the 15th of 2022, Watford certainly did um, play a lot better. Now, they still have lots of work to do. Slavin Bilic has only been in the job now four games. He had a full week with the team to train with them. And this is the longest period of time he's had with them between games. And I thought that it really showed in the game against Norwich. And you saw how, I think, how much more vigorous Watford were. And that's what we need from Watford. We need effort. We need energy. We need vigor. We need a lot more of that in these games. In the second half, they need to do the same thing. They still are struggling, I think, with that. Inevitably, in a football match, there is going to be a time period where you are not going to be in the ascendancy in the game. Everyone is not a Manchester City. There's no doubt. Everyone is not a Manchester City. There are very few teams who are a Manchester City, except, of course, Manchester City. Manchester City are a team that thrive on constantly holding onto the ball, constantly working the ball, constantly moving the ball around the pitch and moving the defenders and the opposition around the pitch. That is what City do best. Ball retention, keeping hold of the ball, possessing the ball, caressing the ball, moving the ball up and around the channels, all throughout the pitch, creating space and making sure that the ball stays with them throughout the majority of the game. And they'll have the ball and they'll pass the ball 700 times. I mean, that's what City do. There's, no, there's very, very few teams on the planet that do what City do. And it requires a lot of energy and focus and concentration and discipline to do that. Now, Watford simply aren't that kind of a team and they don't have that kind of talent. And they don't have that kind of a manager who, who uses that kind of philosophy. But what Watford have to do is work for each other. They do. It doesn't mean they have to make 600, 700 passes. But I think Watford need to do is work hard for each other. And if you see Watford working for each other and moving the ball as quickly as they can, I think that's when you've got a Watford team that is better attuned to creating opportunities. If you can create opportunities by doing those kinds of things, by running into space, by doing all the things you need to do, 
And by putting yourself about and, and being willing to fight for the ball and do those kinds of things that keep the possession going, that keep the phase of play going for your team, more often than not and more likely than not, you are going to create scoring opportunities. And when you, when you create scoring opportunities, the likelihood is, is that a few of those are going to end up going into the back of the net. Watford got two of them in that first half, and I thought that first half obviously was very important. What you saw in that first half was, again, a very workmanlike Watford side who showed up to play, who were switched on from the off, who were engaged in the game. Created a penalty opportunity, didn't score from it. They created an opportunity five minutes after that, they did score from it. Then 13 minutes later, they scored from that opportunity. Then a few minutes later, they created another opportunity Keenan Davis did not score, should have. Created, I mean, this is how Watford have to go about winning these games. They're not going to tonk every team 4-0, as we saw against Stoke. They did that. But Stoke were abject that day, and Watford made them look that way. But against a side like Norwich City, this is the kind of thing you've got to do. You've got to continue to move the ball around and work yourself up the pitch and put yourself about in key areas of the pitch, in spaces where Norwich feel uncomfortable, where they can't defend, where they are uh, in fear of jeopardizing the integrity of, of their defense. You have to keep doing that to these teams. Now, they've got Millwall coming up in the midweek, but the fact of the matter is uh, Watford did what they had to do in the first half to win the game, and in the second game, it was... A game, as I say, where they were not in the ascendancy. You're not going to have that for the 100% of the game. Uh, Watford, when it counted, made the uh, moves on the pitch. And thanks to the manager, Slavin Bilic, did the things that you have to do to win these games. I thought that Slav, Slavin Bilic, as I said earlier, his substitutions were absolutely spot on. I think Norwich made a really key mistake getting, uh, getting off the pitch uh, uh, Kieran Dowell, I thought that was a big moment uh, in the game. I think the balance turned, and even though Norwich controlled a lot of that second half, and I think you know had the lion's share of the possession and, and looked much more dangerous throughout, Watford did have key areas and passages of play where they got some possession, not as much as I would have liked, but they definitely got possession in that second half of the game at times that was very important to stop the momentum that Norwich had. And then what they did the final 15, 10, 15 minutes or so, and I'm, I'm talking from the 80th minute on with the six minutes of extra time uh, in injury time, the 16 minutes there, 15, 16 minutes there, they had some really good game management, Watford. Dan Gosling, as I said earlier, very important. But Watford were able to manage the game better than they did in the other game against Blackpool last week when Blackpool scored twice in succession within a five-minute span in the 80th minute and then I think in the 85th or 84th minute. That was, that was poor game management in that match against Blackpool. The game against Norwich today, tonight, you saw much better game management from Watford, much more discipline. I think the defense, as I said, are very good. So there are some positives coming out of this game, obviously. They obviously have to tighten things up with the opposition in terms of not allowing the opposition players a lot of space in which to roam. I get it. As I've said before, you can't, you can't press every single moment of the game. It's impossible. You'll be exhausted by halftime, if not before then. But what you have to do is when Norwich City or any other opposition have the ball, you have to have routines and spells in the game where they are not comfortable on the ball. You have to kill that off. You've got to know when to do it, 
but you have to be workmanlike and industrious enough to make sure that the opposition does not have all this time on the ball, that you cut down the crosses. I thought that they did that reasonably well in the first half, better in the second half, but not good enough. They need to, Watford, uh, find ways to disrupt the possession and to make the opposition uncomfortable in possession. That's what Watford have to do. And also make the opposition give up the ball quicker. In other words, when a player's got the ball from the opposition, make sure that you try to press, force that player to release the ball to someone else and force that player to then release it again. So you actually force Norwich or any other team to release the ball quickly, force them to make quicker decisions. And Norwich are not the kind of team that pass the ball around fast like that. They looked a lot slower in the game against Watford there tonight. And unlike Swansea, Swansea are a team who move the ball around quicker. So it's tougher to try to do that to them. But you do have to press them, which Watford didn't do back against Swansea a few weeks ago. But this is a really good win. Again, the first win at Vicarage Road for Watford in the championship since August the 30th. That's right, the Vicarage Road game, Vic 100 game against Middlesbrough. That's the last time before tonight that Watford got a victory at home. So it was a long time coming, and thank goodness Watford got the win. Follow Yuorns WFC on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to the Yuorns WFC YouTube channel. Please spread the word about the channel and like the videos that you see there. Of course, for match reports and news and views, it's youornswfc.wordpress.com. And of course, the podcast here, youorns, of course, that's available on Apple and numerous other platforms, including Stitcher and Google as well, Spotify, and then numerous other places to find this podcast. That's it for now for this edition of Yawns. I'm Omar Moore, and until next time, you.